But today, you might not know it, but it's acronym day. And we'll talk about WSL and EFLOW, E-F-L-O-W. So if you don't know what these are, definitely should tune in. If you know what they are, we'll talk with Terry and Craig about when to use which in your Linux development for IoT. And that's today on the IoT Show. Hi, everyone. This is the IoT Show. I'm Olivier, your host. And today, we will be talking with Terry and Craig about Linux development for the edge. And um, well, let's start with some introductions. Hey, Craig, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. So what are you doing these days at Microsoft? What's your role? So I'm a program manager working on the Windows subsystem for Linux, which allows developers to use an awesome Linux experience directly on their Windows machine. Yeah, we'll definitely want to dig into that for sure. Terry, you've been on the show already, but how about you give a little refresh about yourself? What are you doing these days? Hey, Olivia, I'm the senior program manager on the uh, Azure IoT Edge devices team. Um, we work on both Linux and Windows, bringing uh, Edge deployments to the Windows platform for IoT purposes. Fantastic. So I'm glad to have both of you here. Our IoT developers, when they're building devices, IoT Edge devices, uh, code that should run at the edge, well, they are targeting different types of systems, of devices. Some are running Windows, some are running Linux, and you know they want the ease of development. I think we, uh, we in the, the form of WSL on one side, eFlow on the other one, uh, we have a lot of tools that developers can use. But, Let's describe what these are. Let's start with WSL. Um, Craig, tell me more about what is WSL and put yourself in the shoes of a, an IoT developer, someone building for the edge. Yeah, so the WSL stands for the Windows Subsystem for Linux. Uh, and in general, it allows you to have a full Linux environment on your machine. So from an end-to-end -end experience, what this looks like is you can go to the Microsoft Store and you can download a distro like uh, Ubuntu or Debian or OpenSUSE. And you can use that as your full Linux environment. Uh, the really cool thing about WSL compared to some other solutions like dual booting or SSHing into a VM or a remote machine is that it's really tightly coupled with the Windows interface. So there are tools like VS Code Remote, which allows you to have a full IDE that's running fully in a Linux environment on your Windows machine. Um, using the regular like Visual Studio Code interface that you normally would use. As well, we do things like allow you to have access to the GPU. You can access Linux files or Windows files from either or environment. Um, and this just makes it a really awesome place so that you feel like all of your files are in the exact same place, no matter which tools you're using, either Windows or Linux-based. It sounds sounds practical. I've been playing around with it. Um, it does really feel like you are in Windows and you're still leveraging the Linux, uh, sometimes command lines, uh, tools, resources, and so on. And that's, that's pretty great. And I can see IT developers being interested in that for sure. And so Terry, just to, we're not here to compare. We're really here to define how they complement each other. But tell us a bit more about eFlow. You came on the show already to describe what it was about. But once again, let's have uh, a, uh, a little teaser about eFlow that should be as long as Craig's uh, teaser about WSL. Let's try that. Yeah, eFlow is, um, is really a curated uh, virtual machine environment where we package the uh, Linux environment and Azure IoT Edge together. So it's built in, ready to, ready to deploy on your Windows devices and 
simple provisioning to Azure IoT Edge and deployment of the uh, Edge modules um, for production purposes. Uh, so that's really the difference between between the two, and uh, you know, kind of uh, eFlow is for the production side of things, so long running factory uh, deployments, uh, things of that nature. Sounds good. Let's try and put that into some context. Let's talk about a scenario, right? We're talking about developing, um, targeting Linux, uh, whether in the form of containers or a form of apps. Um, let's actually discuss that scenario, the development scenario, and when you would use which at, at some stages of that development. Yeah, so I can jump in and just say that the the this scenario can start in WSL, right? And so you can use WSL as a familiar environment uh, for you to basically jump off developing your IoT scenario. Uh, and what I mean by that is you can open up Windows Terminal and get exact access to Bash and do everything that you would normally do in Linux, access containers, um, debug and run through them, and build your IoT module directly inside of WSL with an environment that you're comfortable with. And then once you're ready to go uh, basically start testing this for production or start shipping this to production, uh, eFlow can step in. So I'll hand it over to Terry. Yeah, I think I think you guys had a slide that actually can help us, us also, uh, you know, go through that workflow. There you go. Uh, exactly. As Craig as Craig mentioned, you know, you really start your development of your uh, Linux application uh, using WSL uh, as your uh, test environment uh, for that application that you're building. And when you're transitioning from uh, a standard Linux container to a Docker container uh, or actually Edge module, that's when you would bring in uh, eFlow into the mix and and deploy to the you know a real production type environment to validate you know what you would use on uh, for your IoT solution. Got it. If I if I wanted to try and and summarize that, you would want to use WSL when you're building a Linux app, like generic Linux app, right? Linux functionality or a piece of code that that is supposed to run on Linux at the end of the day in a way or another. Then you would think about the packaging of that. In the case of IoT Edge, you package into Docker containers that would be Linux Docker containers. And eFlow you know, enters into the game when it comes to running on the actual machine where you can benefit from the Windows host OS with security management features and capabilities, but still run that Linux container you've been developing in a Linux environment, basically, right? Yes, that's right. You know, eFlow gives you that hybrid environment where you can take, you know, the best of both worlds. You've got the full uh, Windows platform for your enterprise deployment and management, and then uh, eFlow is running your uh, IoT Edge modules uh, built for Linux unchanged. Nice. I'll come back to you, Craig, but I have another one for you, Terry, right here. When it comes to packaging and creating your IoT Edge modules, right? You have the piece of code and then you want to make them an, an IoT Edge module. Today, if you want to do that using VS Code, for example, you would use a, a simulator, right? Um, and my understanding is that in the future, you'll be able to use eFlow there as well as in, in that packaging uh, stage, uh, you'll be able to leverage eFlow to get you even closer to the production environment. Right. You know, we're just starting to look into that um, to uh, to bring eFlow into the uh, developer workflow in terms of, you know, deploying 
the uh, the Docker container directly to eFlow. It's not something that we've got available yet, but it is it is certainly something that we are interested in uh, in offering in the future. Got it. So Terry, um, question for you in terms of maybe differences, but also uh, more um, about maybe limitation. I would say so. When you're an IoT developer, you want to build code that accesses hardware, right? And um, so you're you're on a dev machine, of course. So you don't have the exact same sensors or whatnot. But are there limitation to WSL when it comes to accessing hardware? Let's let's imagine I want to put a serial connector on my PC and access that from a piece of code that I'm developing using WSL. Are there limitations there? Are there other things that IT developers should think about when leveraging WSL? Yeah, I can feel that. Um, yes, for sure. Right now, there are limitations for IoT developers. Uh, the main one is that WSL does not yet have full USB device access, uh, which can be a blocker. Um, and so that is something that we're super interested in uh, expanding on, um, and we're we're looking ahead to do in the future to investigate that. I love that. Yeah, and that, that makes sense. I think this is the right set of people here, uh, plus our community, to actually give you feedback. So uh, I'd be very interested to to work with you on that and eventually, you know, go on GitHub, have some proof of concepts and see how we can move that needle forward. Um, I think there was also um, a question I had lined up about what are the main differences, but I think we covered most of that. Uh, Terry, do you see anything else to bring up for IT developers when it comes to the differences between WSL and eFlow? Yeah, so let me first uh, get back to your question on hardware pass-through uh, capabilities. Um, yep. You know, we built some uh, things into eFlow to allow uh, support for serial devices. So if you're trying to use Modbus or CAN bus, uh, that sort of thing, we do have a way to to uh, plumb those through. And we've also uh, got a sample code available on our GitHub for. Uh, transforming a USB camera into an RST, uh, RTSCP feed uh, over IP so you can do streaming with a USB connected camera. Um, we have the same issues that uh, Craig is talking about, uh, about general USB uh, compatibility um, due to drivers and so forth and that and pass through of the mapping of those, uh, those devices into the Linux environment. Uh, but we've also built support for TPM uh, in eFlow. So we can do TPM provisioning uh, and also we'll have the ability to read uh, from the TPM. If you've got like private keys stored in, in the TPM uh, and you need to use those private keys in your edge modules. So there is quite a bit of support uh, available there. One thing I would point out uh, that is uh, that that is different, and Craig, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I believe that WSL is targeted at the desktop, so uh, pro and enterprise. However, eFlow also supports server, so we've got a lot of customers that are using uh, Windows Server, Windows Server Core in IoT scenarios, and uh, we do have support for uh, server in that sense for running those IoT workloads. Okay, got it. So definitely we're looking at WSL to develop a Linux app in the comfort of Windows. And then we're looking at eFlow as the, the, uh, the building or bringing the ability to run a Linux module, a Linux container on a Windows box, making it transparent or as, as seamless as possible for that piece of code. Piece of code doesn't know it's running on a Windows box, just like attacks, you know, interfaces, APIs, whatnot. Uh, the same way it would do on the Linux box uh, that makes for these containers actually totally transposable 
from one device to another, um, the OS being something that you're agnostic to. Guys, this is awesome. I think you are putting together a blog post uh, that we're going to link to so that if one, people want to learn more about uh, eFlow, WSL, how they use together to develop your Linux workloads on a Windows box and for a Windows box in the case of eFlow. Uh, so we'll put that link down there, aka.ms slash IoT show slash eFlow NWSL. Craig, Harry, thanks a lot for your time today. I hope to see you soon on the IoT show again. And everyone, well, thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.